Welcome to the Funkatopia podcast. I am your host, Mr. Christopher. And in this particular episode of Purple Primetime that happened on March 16th, 2018, we were completely ready to interview both Kit Blackshire and Tony Mosley, better known as Tony M from the New Power Generation, to talk about their tour. So Nikki T and myself had a list of questions that we were ready to ask because we were also going to be limited to about 20 to 30 minutes since I had other interviews that they had to do. And then in the last 10 minutes of the interview, in comes Morris Hayes. And of course, when Morris comes in, that automatically extends your time just a little bit since they're running the show. So what was going to be a 20-minute interview ended up being the better part of an hour, almost clocking in at roughly 50 minutes. And it was very insightful to hear a little bit of everything that they're planning with this particular tour, some of the strategy that they're using to put the show together, and a bunch of other little tidbits that we found very, very interesting, including, and I'm not just saying this, the possibility of a new album that's in the works. You heard it here, and you get to hear it for yourself right here on the Funkatopia podcast. It's Purple Primetime with Mr. Christopher and Nikki T. This happened on March 16th, 2018. Enjoy. We welcome on to the show Mr. Tony M. from the NPG. They are about to embark on their tour that's going to be going to uh, Osaka, and then it's going to be going to Tokyo after that, and then I guess you guys are headed to Australia after that. Is that correct? Absolutely. We keep it moving, man. We keep pushing. So we uh, we head to uh, Sydney, Melbourne, and then uh, the Blues Fest in Byron Bay. Nice. So, do we still do we still not have any any good traction as far as United States shows are concerned, or are we just still kind of we're just moving as they're coming? Is that essentially what we're we're at? Well, absolutely, we're moving as they're coming. But we uh, we just signed on with an, uh, an agent here who will, who will begin to promote and get our shows lined up here because that's a big point uh, for us is to make sure that we get some stuff lined up in the states. So you know, we get the European tour, which was very uh, successful last summer. And uh, now we're going back abroad one more time, but uh, you know, you got to get some home cooking. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you got, are you coming back in town for the celebration in uh, April? We'll be back in town. Uh, we're, uh, I think uh, a couple of us will be doing like a, a dance or panel discussion with the twins and Maite and myself, uh, TDK, Tony Damon and Kirk. And uh, so we'll be back in town for that momentarily. Absolutely. And, uh, I have a question for you, Tony. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, absolutely. I was just um, I was just about to say that you have a laundry list of questions that you wanted to get in while we had this short amount of time with us. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Nikki. Go ahead. All right, Tony. Listen, when you guys, um, I know you sit in a room together and, you know, you formulate the band, you go on the road. Question, being there's so many members of the New Power Generation currently, when you guys sit down together to say, okay, we're going to go on the road, how do you possibly formulate your set list with so many people in the band and so many different opinions? How do you sit there and say, well, we're going to play this. We're going to play this. Or does the set list change or is it um, kept almost the same? How do you kind of deformulate that? Well, first, you know, first, uh, our first goal when we first started out again you know, to uh, set out, it was, uh, you know, to get as many members of the original new part generation. So we're going to try to hit on as much stuff from that era that we did 
uh, with Prince. And then we kind of listened to like maybe what some of the fans were saying. And as we start going through songs and, and we said, oh man, remember the arrangement on that? Ooh, ooh. Yeah. So, you know, then we start to incorporate other things. And, uh, so that's how we start, you know, we start the thought process that, uh, Morris and, you know, and Kirk and, and myself and, you know, pretty much all the fellas, we sit back and we just kind of, you know, remember some of the arrangements we did with Pete and, uh, and, and, and try to work those into the set. And then, you know, you know, we'll also listen to as we get out on the road and, and just over social media, we listen to what fans like to hear. So we get a lot of feedback coming from the Dakota shows that we did over Super Bowl week. And um, so, you know, listening to what, you know, what fans want to hear, what, what era would they like to hear music from? You know, it's, uh, it's been over, uh, it's over, been overwhelming the support that we've been getting. And also surprisingly, uh, some of the requests that come through, you know, they want to hear, you know, stuff from Exodus, you know, Gold Digger. They want to hear, you know, things that, you know, we were like, wow, that's so obscure, but that's what they're looking to hear. So it's it, it's uh, very surprising and satisfying at the same time. When uh, you guys came together and you get on that stage for the first time, was it, how how did it feel? I mean, I know there's a, you know, a link missing with Prince not being there, but how did you guys overcome that hurdle? I gotta tell you, it was it was it was difficult. I remember getting the phone call from Morris when they decided they were going to do uh, uh, the celebration uh, at the Target Center, and that's that's kind of what kicked everything off. And um, I had left the game for quite some time. And um, coming back, I think it was the rehearsal, the first rehearsal that we had. And we, everybody walked in the room, and you know, you had a lot of different entities uh, of the NPG that were there. And everybody just started, you know, talking and it felt like home. Everybody had stories to tell and, you know, it made us feel good. It was kind of a, you know, kind of a closing moment for everybody to come back together and, and, and to do this thing. And once we hit the stage for the first time, I, I got to tell you, I, you know, I, I was nervous at first because, as I stated before, it was it was quite some time since the last time I was on that stage. And boom, as soon as the downbeat happened, man, it was like, it was like old times. Like riding a bicycle, you came right in. Yeah, yeah, man. Everybody hit it, man. And uh, nobody missed everybody. You know, it's just like, you know, you go back and you think, man, this is why he picked certain individuals and the, and the individuals that he brought into his circle. And, you know, because they, they knew what they were doing. They had they had it all locked. So it was, it was comfortable. It felt like home. And, uh, you know, the responses that we received from that, I think, and the, also the celebration out, out of Pelican last April, um, overwhelmingly uh, gave us the, uh, the courage and the want and the need to go back out and, and, and give it to the fans. Keep That's that legacy fantastic. rolling. That's great. I noticed last summer the band had played with Phil Collins. Phil Collins had headlined, I think it was in London, and I saw, ooh, mm-hmm. Power Generation's on the on the list. How did that all come together? Because you're talking about Phil Collins just comes from a completely different world, and you guys are on the same bill. Yeah, um, actually, it's kind of funny. You know, we were, we were wondering about that, you know, just uh, – one of the uh, promoters that we have working for us on the on the European side, uh, mentioned that this is a big festival at Hyde Park happening. You know, Phil, Phil Collins is headlining, and uh, they like to get to bring you guys in. And be like, oh, Hyde Park, it's a it's a big venue, it's a and it's a huge park, it's a huge festival that they have there. And uh, so you know, I remember we get there, and you're thinking, well, we didn't know like, they have various stages, uh, you know, spread out throughout the park. So you had the main stage with. Uh, they had Phil Collins and, and some other KC and the Sunshine Band, and and then you had us that came through, and they said, "Oh no, you guys, you guys are on the Barclays stage, which is way over across the field <laughs> somewhere." And we're like, "Oh no, how's that go? 
how's that going to work out? Um, but I got to tell you something. Um, the, the, the Purple Army, they, I mean, the Purple Family, man, they came out in full force. I remember we went into the uh, dressing rooms to get ready. And, uh, you know, the main stage area is just packed, you know. One of the main, you know, headline groups were up there playing. And we uh, we finished up and came out. By the time we hit the stage, that field was packed with 67,000 people, man. It was, it was incredible. What a feeling, I'm sure. Formulating the whole band together and just now here's a question. Can you tell us all the members that are currently in the new power generation that are with you touring and being a part of this huge extravaganza? Yeah, yes, absolutely. So first and foremost, you know, we, we, we stuck to the, to the original, uh, the, the first group, you know, as I get most people know that after the revolution, Prince went through various bands and we were probably we were that first band that he actually, promoted the name for and allowed to actually collaborate with him. So, you know, it's Tommy, uh, Morris, myself, Damon Kirk, um, Sonny T, um, Michael Bland, when we can get him out, and when, you know, when he's not busy with other obligations. And, and that's what we kind of roll with. Now, there are uh, moments where, you know, everybody is kind of out, you know, everybody's got to do their work. And, you know, we bring in other people who are also a part of the uh, new power generation, like a Mike Scott, you know, uh, Kip Blackshaw. Um, you know, and wherever we can sprinkle people in, man, we get them in. You know, Mono Neon, he's coming out with us on the uh, on the Tokyo and uh, Australian shows. And he's a monster. No, he's a beast. Yeah, we saw the unbelievable. Uh, yeah, we saw the show, the uh, live thing on Facebook Live last night, and they and and Mono Neon was there and was like, "Wait, is he part of this?" That just totally changes <laughs> the whole vibe because <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's oh, he's a absolutely. monster. Oh my gosh, he's oh a he's man, he's absolute beast. And that was like that was one of the last bass players who uh, you know Prince brought on board uh, to begin working with. Uh, you know before uh, before he passed. So yeah, uh, so we bring him in on occasion also. So it's a, it's a Man, it's a it's a funky thing, man. You, you get a chance, you got to come check out the set, man. Come chop it up with us. Oh, would love to. As I'd... soon as you get to the states, we'll be there. <laughs> Absolutely, no <laughs> doubt. Oh. <laughs> From oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. My apologies. No, no, it's it, it's fine. I I, cause I know we were kind of talking a lot about questions, and you had some really really good questions. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let you steer this because you you just had some really really good questions. So, and I want to make the best use of his time. So yeah, please continue with what you're doing. Oh, okay. Um, in looking back, this is a question about the past. I'm just curious out of this. When you guys went into the studio, Paisley Park and did the gold end record. I don't like to say that word. Um, mm-hmm. when you, when the band formulated that particular album with Johnny and oil can, how did that come about? And was the new power generation allowed to create with Prince on the side? Or was that a force that Prince wrote most of it, or what was his input and the band's input to putting that project together? Yeah, that was a total collaborative effort right there. I mean, uh, a lot of it came through, you know, with us, you know, constantly, you know, especially when you're working with T, man, it was, it was a uh, constant jam sessions, right? And uh, you fall into a groove, and you know, before you know it, you know, we were recording all the time, you know, so it was always a recorder going. And um, you say, you know, well, let, yeah, let's let's hold up for a second. And we take it to Studio A, and we uh, and we start laying the tracks. So again, you know, a lot of it, it was all collaborative. Everybody kind of chimed in with their parts. And uh, again, it, it wasn't all P at all. I mean, that was one of the beautiful things, man, and, and probably one of the most unusual things at that particular period of time uh, when we started with uh, Diamonds and Pearls and uh, and the simple album is that 
uh, it was a, it, it wasn't Prince. He allowed people's input um, uh, on, on all of the tracks. So, you know, for, you know, a lot of the songs that I co-wrote on, you know, it was like, hey, Tony, here it is. You know, can you got some lyrics for this? Absolutely. And I, I, I break out the pad and we'd sit down and uh, I'd spit what I had and, uh, and we'd make it work. You know, Levi would jump in with a bass line. You know, Mike, Mike had to beat. You know, it, did, it didn't matter, man. So it was like, you know, you would lay it at first and then, you know, Prince would tweak it that evening because that man worked all the time. You come back the next day and, and there's the track. He's got a little bit more sauce on it. He's got his vocals. Uh, start putting them lush backgrounds and everything on it. Before you know it, there, there it was. Pretty much putting that all together. And then, of course, oh. you went on the road for that album as well as the Love Symbol album. And then I remember this one particular thing because I'm in New York City. And I remember there was a lot of hype when you guys came here to Radio City. Uh, back yes, in March of 93. And I remember um, I was walking into the venue and you guys were walking around. I remember I came over to, you know, remember, I'm sure so many people you meet, um, but you were so cool. You were very kind to me. You, you know, gave us high fives and, and you were talking about this is going to be a great show. And I remember the band getting on the stage, doing the, the first set, and you guys were incorporating most of the, 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 album, the Love Symbol album that Prince wanted to peach. And then there was yep. stuff that was from the Gold End record. And then right. I remember the fans saying, whoa, what is this? This is incredible. And, and then all of a sudden I, I, I heard like the following day that Warner Brothers was like, well, they were playing music that was from an album that we didn't sanction. How did that, how did you guys put those particular songs in the set? Well, I got to tell you, that was, a, that was probably all P's doing. I mean, you know, on the back end, you know, uh, that was the beginning of the, uh, uh, I think consternation with Warner Brothers and, uh, you know, Prince, you know, feeling the need to uh, put out what he wants when he wants to, you know. So, uh, again, those, those were, that was the beginning of the discussions of, well, you know, we own your name, your likeness. Oh, okay, I got you. But I'm going to change my name to an, un, you know, <laughs> unpronounceable symbol and I'm going to put out what I want to. <laughs> yeah. no. So uh, I, I, mean, I remember one particular discussion, you know, every, uh, that uh, he was having with uh, Mo Austin and uh, uh, Warner Brothers, and uh, they were they, uh, they were trying to hold back on the Symbol album. Um, you know, again, it's a business, and, you know, Warner felt like there was probably four, three to four more singles on Diamonds and Pearls. Well, you know, Prince had moved on, man. You know, he was on to the next thing. And uh, he was about trying to push that new, uh, that new symbol record. And um, they were like, well, you know, you got to hold up. And I, and I just remember part of the discussion was, if you don't drop this album, I will be the yodelingest MF you have ever heard on the next album that you get from me. And so, you know, he, he, he said, I'll give you a country album. You keep messing around with me. So those were, you know, those, those are, that was the give and take and, uh, and the push and pull that happened all the time, you know? So like I said, that's the beginning of, I'm going to do what I want when I want it. And, uh, you know, because he was just, man, he was, he was so prolific in, in his creativity. I mean, how do you hold that back? How do you bottle that up? You, you just can't. You just can't. Impossible. Because no, I remember the, the sh I remember the show. He was, Prince was coming out and he says, hey, you want to hear a new song? And people were like, well, this is a new album. And he just kept throwing at us. And then the, the, the songs you guys are doing as a band. So I just remember it being such an enjoyable event. Um, I'm sorry, Chris. Please forgive me. Go ahead. 
No, it's fine. I, I was I was just going to uh, note that you know one of the things that I had seen I've been seeing kind of various clips of of you know some of these performances, and I happened to stumble upon a performance that was you know not not too old. Um, of beautiful, loved, and blessed that was being performed, and so I, I had a little bit of a question regarding uh, what this set look set list looks like because the revolution was just in. Uh, I, I'm kind of digging a little bit deeper to kind of expand on the question we had asked before, but um, the revolution had really made sure that they stuck to the i mean just the, the the just the albums that they performed on that and that was it they didn't go right. they didn't go beyond it at all and it didn't seem like mm-hmm. you know from the the pieces that i've seen that that you guys are just all over the map and and you know what what kind of thought process was put into you know are, are we going to go that far are we not going to go that far what what kind of and i think we got kip coming in here on the line too so i'll let you answer that real briefly okay. and we'll bring him on Absolutely. So, I, you know, our thought process around this is that the, um, when we performed with Andre Simone, and, you know, that he, he started with Prince at the beginning, right? And he comes out and roll with us. How can we not do songs from his era and, and, and let him go and do things from that era? We don't, we don't stay there long. We do a couple things in there. You know, we bring in the Kip Blackshire. There was an era where, where I wasn't around, but he was. So, you know, we, we try to touch on all of it if we can. Uh, we we you know, we, we do some of the uh, uh, revolutions, uh, like, like the Purple Rain. Those are, the, those are just the Star Wars. Those are things that you have to do. If you're going to come and you're going to perform Prince music, guess what? You better, you, those are some things that you just have to hit. Right. And then there's other things, like, you know, maybe what we're, uh, uh, like, uh, if I was your girlfriend, a sign the time, things of that nature, you know, um, you know that Levi was a part of. So, you know, we, we it, the, the breadth of the band, there's so many band members and from different eras, that that we help create that sound, we feel that we go on and, and perform that music. Right, right. Kip, I believe we have Kip. But Kip, are you on the line? I am. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, brother? Hey, Kip. <laughs> doing pretty good. Good to be here. What up, family? What up, family? How you doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> Uh, well, so we are kind of just in a little bit of talk. Uh, we're real excited about this tour. We're even more excited about the potential of this tour coming to the States. So uh, we're, we're, we're just sitting on pins and needles, and we're hoping that you know some of the new people that you're working with here are going to be able to pull that off because I know that I am not alone in the Prince fam that is out here that we are just desperately looking for an NPG show uh, here in the States. And uh, man, I'm so excited. But I do want to talk about, because we're here to promote the tour that's about to happen. And, uh, you know, tell me about some of the special things that you have planned. One of the questions I had definitely was with uh, the involvement of Andre Simone um, and and exactly what all his involvement is in this. Is he is he sitting in with you guys? Is he going to be doing his own thing? Uh, you know, how how exactly is his involvement in what you're doing in this tour? Um. Well, I mean, I, I honestly, uh, I came on a bit late. I came on uh, back in 99. So Andre was way, way before me. Um, but as far as him doing his own thing, I know he's uh, been working on this project and, you know, looking to uh, promote it and do some things. But at the same time, you know, he's been out with us, BNPG, and as I think it was Big Tone was saying, that uh, we like to try to do stuff from the era of time because he was with Prince in the beginning. So... Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's like, it's a family, but it's just a family and, you know, uh, we 
pull together. It's a lot of multitasking going on with the the, the whole of us. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, this time I'm actually playing second keyboards to uh, Morris once we get to Australia. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, our outfit of the NPG when I came on in 99. It was Morris, Kirk, and I. And uh, so it would be good to have that sort of formation again. So I think with us, it's like it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of versatility in the lineups. Um, and we just like to keep it funky like that. Yeah, man, it's like a, it's like an old DJ, man. It goes, you got to dig in the crates, man. You got to go back in the crates and get some of that, man. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And Kip, your brother Duan was sitting inside of my studio here in Atlanta, so I, I got to give I got to give a big shout out to Duan for you, and I'm sure he wants me to give you a shout out as well. We might get that out of the way. All right. <laughs> Okay. So next time you guys, next time you're in Atlanta, we got we have to continue that tradition because it was it was a lot of fun. We had we had a great time. I had to cook for him though, so that was kind of unusual, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'm going to let you continue, Nikki, because I know you had a you had a bunch of questions you wanted to get out, so I'm not going to stand in your way. Go ahead and continue doing your thing. Oh yeah, this this is one for both you gentlemen. Um, yeah, when uh, Damon was on the show last week. He was talking about, you know, we were discussing the length of some of your shows. I mean, there was one that was five hours long, and I know you guys were going and going and going. Um, are you guys restricted to what you can do in length of the performances, or uh, is it a venue situation, or they just let you guys go? Yeah, I mean, pretty much, I think, you know, especially if you're doing two shows, a night in some of these venues, you know, you have to, you know, restrict it to, you know, probably more like a 90 minute to 90 minute set or something of that nature. Um, you know, so for the most part, you know, we're, we'll probably put in uh, on a good night, a good hour and a half, and then we'll step off and try to, uh, you know, if there's some after parties that y'all know Chris likes, likes to do, uh, uh, we'll, we'll try to find the after spot and knock out something like we did in Amsterdam at a spot called The Bird. And, you know, sometimes those are, those are the most intimate and funky jams uh, of all. So you can just get in there and walk in and just kind of jam, play what you guys want, and just, just go. Yeah, we just go. We go with the things that we know, and we just throw in whatever. You know, we break into some slides. We'll break into the blues. It don't matter. We just go. Uh, and we let Kip go handle it. <laughs> Kip, just, Kip, Kip jumps right in. That's awesome. Yeah, you have a beautiful voice, Kip, I have to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, we heard you on the Raven to the Year 2000 uh, DVD, blown away, and some of the work that you've done, just just outstanding. I mean, I love your voice. It's just, just terrific. I'm so happy you're playing with the band. Um, I know you're bringing a lot of love to it. So, And when you look at the videos, the rehearsals that you gentlemen are doing on Facebook, you can feel the love between all of you, the togetherness. The, the, you're all like one happy family, and, and, I, and I commend all of you for that. It's just so that. That's, that's, that's the code that we live by. I mean, again, it's like, you know, Prince was our brother, our mentor, and uh, that, that's the way that he did it. When we were in there, we were all family. And, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, it's with family, you can bump heads and stuff a little bit. But at the end of the day, we all know that the common goal is for the show to be tight and uh, for a level of excellence that, you know, we know the world is used to for this type of music. So. It's, it's amazing. It's, talking about the after shows, uh, Tony, I'm just going to shift on this really quick, briefly. There's a video out called The Sacrifice of Victor, which is some performances from the London Bigley's Warehouse show back in 93. 
Now, those oh, particular yeah. concerts that you guys did, was that on the fly or was that planned and the set list that you guys would do? Like when you did, did Call the Law and, and Deuce in the Quarter. How did that all come about playing live uh, for the after shows? Uh, pretty much, I mean, you, you kind of walk in, uh, you, we step back in the dressing room, we're kind of just hanging out, chatting, and then we just start, you know, press and say, well, what do you got, you know, why don't we line these three up? And then somebody else may chime in and say, well, yeah, then we can fade into this. So it's, it, it's, it's really, I think he'll, he'll pick certain songs that he'll want to go into, and a lot of it in between uh, the chosen songs, in between the chosen songs, you know, it is just a straight up jam session. Where you know uh, another uh, maybe a musician's in the house, or like a Lenny Kravitz, or or a Q-Tip, or whoever can come up on stage and rock with everybody. So um, you know, as I'd say, part selective and part jam session, both together, which is which is Absolutely. great. Um, I'm just going to shift a little bit further here, um, really quick. When you guys were in the studio at Paisley Park recording your albums, and you guys were all together, probably marathon hours, I'm sure. Um, the curiosity to this question is this, is um, when you guys were together, and of course, you know, I'm sure Prince had a, a, a chef on staff to cook you guys dinners and all. When you guys sat at the tables together, and I've heard that this was something you guys did from time to time, you sit down together as a band, break bread, and you guys talk about different ideas. What was the kind of conversations you guys had when you did that, like throwing ideas off of each other? Kip, I'll let you start. Um, well, I mean, it was always, um, uh, you know what, actually, ask me that question again. Oh, okay. When, you, when the band would be at Paisley Park rehearsing, whether it's the new, yeah. the new version or you guys were with Prince, um, and you guys all hang out together. When you guys sitting there baking bread, what are the kind of conversations you guys have together as a group, throwing ideas off of each other? Well, you know what? A lot of times it really wasn't so much about that. I mean, Prince was... You know, um, a very like funny guy. You know what I mean. So it wasn't always just music. I mean, especially with me. I mean, we played a lot of basketball. So um, we we oftentimes would do things of that nature. I mean, and of course, you know, on the basketball court, maybe we'll start. He'll start joking about something. He's like, "Oh, that's a song. Let's go and cut something like about about that right now." So we'll go do something like that in the studio. I mean, but I, I you know, I don't think it was just. Uh, we never like just really sat down and just talked about necessarily like new ideas, at least not in my era. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to say Kip's uh, pretty much on point with that. I mean, a lot of the ideas came through, uh, our conversations about new material came through, you know, in rehearsals or, you know, just uh, out of nowhere. But for the most part, if we just sitting down and kicking it and breaking bread, you know, with everybody, man, uh, it, it was just about life in general, you know, yeah. about ways to, to, to make yourself better as a person. As a, right. a, a perfecting your your craft, your craft, uh, yeah, uh, and striving for excellence, man. I mean, as Skip said earlier, man, the the guy was hilarious, man. And uh, a lot of time, you you know, you just start bagging on each other for no apparent reason, man. You know, like you know, look at your big old head, but look at your big feet. It didn't matter, man. That's just what family did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, is there is there a Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, you know, we, we, they got a super tight schedule, so we only got like five, five, ten more minutes with them. But uh, I, we do have a call that's coming in, and uh, anybody that wants to ask questions, I think I'm going to give this last five, ten minutes to to the fans and let them kind of ca call in and ask questions. If you do have a question, go ahead and call in. I'll try to get to you. I can't make any promises. 831-777-FUNK. Again, that's 831-777-FUNK. 
And uh, let's see who this first caller is here on Funked Up. You're on Funked Up. What's your question for Tony and Kip? Hey, Tony. This is Amita. Amita. Hey, Amita. How you doing? What's up, y'all? <laughs> hey, Kip. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yes, I am. I am listening. All right. My question for Tony. Well, I've got like two questions for Tony. One from uh, Deidre Lucas. She she's shy. She's wanting to know uh, who is your uh, your mu- musical influence. I would say uh, my first musical influence had to be James Brown. Um, that's the first concert I ever attended. Uh, my mother took me to see him when I was like five year, five or six years old, and uh, at that time he was bringing kids up on stage and. I, I was I was the clown at the family reunion who would always do his best James Brown imitations. So uh, I, I was lucky to get pulled up on stage when I was a shorty, and uh, so I'd have to say my first musical uh, influence was James Brown. Absolutely. All right, and my and my next one is: Will we hear any stuff from Deacon in the future? Oh, <laughs> uh, girl, you're killing me. <laughs> right now, right now we're focusing on recording some new MPG music, uh, getting that out to y'all. And, uh, you know, if anything else uh, bubbles up in between there, you know it's all gravy at that point. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, okay. Thank Just you so much, here. Amelia. Uh, Amelia. Amelia. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> Yeah. Wait. So you're welcome. So so did yeah. I did I just hear you say did I just hear you say there's going to be a new MPG album that is in the works here? It's going to be dropping. Yeah, we are. Uh, we definitely are uh, about to start woodshedding and, and, and coming up with some new stuff. So me and the Kip and the fellas, we are. Uh, we're about to get at it on a few things, no doubt about it. Y'all right. look right. You heard it here. You heard all right, let's let's take one more call and then we gotta let you guys go. I know you're on a schedule. You're on funked up. Who's on the line? That would be Mr. Hayes. Mr. Hayes. <laughs> Welcome. All right. Well, our time just got extended. Oh, <laughs> The time is just now yeah, officially extended. I, uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. He's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. What's up, everybody? So, what up, Mo? so how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. We saw, saw your Facebook Live pop up last night, man. It was so good to see your face. You're in such good spirits. Man, the the band just sounds so tight, and everything that's going on, I'm I'm just I'm just pleased as punch that everything is is going as well as it is. You know, I I, I know there was probably some apprehension because nobody has kind of heard anything, and and just to kind of see right. everything just blow up like that was just so fantastic. So on behalf of the MPG fans that are out there, thank you so so much for giving us a little bit of that a little bit of taste last night. That was that was really awesome. Appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. And, you know, the thing is, is that uh, we're always happy to be able to go out here and do what we do, man. You know, uh, Prince really shaped us into some really amazing musicians, in my opinion. Uh, And and for us to be able to still operate at this level, man, and be able to go out and play this music for the fans and and for the people who love Prince and who love this music, man, it's a thrill for us, man. And so, 
it's a blessing, man. And we're just happy to be able to, uh, to you know, to facilitate that, man. And so we definitely want to put the work in and, and um, uh, you know, do the best we can, to, you know, to really deliver a show for the people. And, you know, ho- hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be doing dates in the state soon and, and all over the rest of the world that, you know, wherever there's Prince fans, man, we'll, you know, we want to go. So uh, that's what's up, you know. I mean, Morris. Well, I have one fast question for you, gentlemen. No, go ahead. Yeah, I want you to do um, that. Go, go next. Is there, this, this is a good question. If by any chance, during the time you guys were together with the New Power Generation, Tony, all you guys, Kip, Martin, Miss Hayes, was there any music that you gentlemen worked on that was not finished but almost was that you can go back now and finish it and get it out on any new future albums? Well, that's really an estate question. I mean, the thing about it is, you know, um, with, with everything being as it is, anything that that was done that was in the vault is, you know, that's a part of the Prince estate. And, and there are people who run the estate. And so, um, you know, everything that happens with regard to that has to be uh, dealt with through them. And so hopefully what will happen is, from my understanding, from what I've been hearing, that, you know, there's going to be music coming out of the camp, out of there. So, you know, I, I think that's a foregone conclusion. But, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we got some records, you know, like the, uh, Exodus and some other stuff that we did, and you know, hopefully that'll see the light of day in the states. We released that overseas, but you know, my thing is that's a that's not a call that the MPG can make uh, necessarily, but that's an estate call. And so we hopefully, you know, we will work with them in any way that we can, and, and, and with regard to any past material or anything like that that we can uh, develop out and that sort of thing. And uh, you know, hopefully as they uh, you know become. Uh, you know, more with the direction that they want to go and, you know, they'll become more aware as to what we could do with regard to that. Well, Morris, I, that I, I actually have a question for you because, you know, there's so much, so many people that sit and talk and, you know, they have perceptions about exactly, you know, why the music isn't getting released and, and who's dragging their feet. Mm-hmm. And you are so much on the inside. Is there, I know there has to be a huge misconception that you hear frequently that, that you might be able to share and kind of clear up about, you know, what's going on with the music or maybe from an estate level or just some misconceptions that you kind of see on a regular basis that you might be able to help clear up. Because I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of angst and frustration and people feel like, oh, well, you know, Paisley Park is not handling this music correctly. And I, I know there's got, there's got to be so much more to it that you can kind of help people be privy to actually I, I to be honest i'm I'm really not uh, at the uh you know in the loop like that to where i know exactly what's going on within the estate you know there's a, a the comerica runs the estate at, the, at this point you know in conjunction with what the family uh is doing and i think they all work together with regard to that but it's from my from my vantage point i'm not really in the loop but what i do believe is this i believe everybody's interested and what's best for for Prince's legacy, I do believe that's the case, and I do believe that there's going to be music to come out. I don't really know, the, you know, in, internally, uh, who makes the decisions and that sort of thing about it. But I'm 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 confident that everybody's trying to work in the direction that's go as what's in the best interest of the uh, Prince estate. I'm I'm hoping that's the case, and I believe that's the case. You know, what my thing is 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 all I want to do personally because that's way out of my pay grade. My, what I want to do is let the family and let the state know that anything I can do based on my time in the situation, and I'm sure there's others, you know, that have been around the camp for a while that they need us in any capacity. 
uh, if they have any questions about anything like that and what they what we thought or what any, anything like that, seeing how we spent so much time, Chris, then we'd be able to offer our services for them in terms of like you know whatever we can do to help facilitate music being out, you know, disseminated and whatever. You know, that's all my thing is. I just extended myself that if you need me, I'm here. If you, you know, if not, that's cool too. But the bottom line is, I think there's a lot of us, you know, that uh, have worked in the camp, you know, uh, around the camp, Jam and Lewis, who, who are, you know, they, they've done well with production and, and music business. You know, they're a plethora of, of, of knowledge about the music business and there's people within the Prince camp you know, uh, Andre and, and, you know, uh, you know, Tony and all of us that's been around that could be of, of service to them in terms of like what we think about it, you know, but it's not up to us. It's just up to them and for us, you know, just to be, if, if they need our help, then I'm, I'm sure that uh, most of us would be willing to, to do something, whatever we could, uh, as long as it's preserving Prince's legacy. That's what it comes down to me, really. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's you know, to, to, you know, if that's what the case is, and that's what the case is. We're just available at the ready if anybody needs us. Well, and and I would say the exact same thing here from from us here at at Funkatopia and Funked Up. We, we've said that online too. It's all about just preserving Prince's legacy and anything that we can do. And I'm sure any of the other broadcasts that are out there, like Michael Dean's broadcast or Peach and Black's uh, broadcast, and you know Funkenberry, all of us yeah. are here to kind of help preserve prince's legacy and we will do whatever whatever is necessary to kind of to help that process not that i think just like you said that's above our pay grade but we are certainly willing and and able to to facilitate and however Absolutely, we can. man yeah and i think that's what the fans i think ultimately uh that's what you know my thing is man i would be read uh, be hesitant to uh to do you know, like just really nearly put stuff out just not you know what I mean? Because you know, one thing I did know about Prince, he didn't do nothing like half, you know, halfway. Man, that wasn't his thing. So uh, I, I'm hoping that whoever's curating uh, your know, music and doing it understand, you know, what kind of person that he was. That understood that, that that if it wasn't out, it was probably a reason for it. Especially if it wasn't like you know, there was a plenty of plenty of things in there that was like <laughs> it's cooked. It's, 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 it's hot. Cause I remember him playing me some stuff. I'm going like, bro, what the, and he's like, yeah, this is for my kids. When I had kids, I'm like, if you don't got no kids, we should put it out now. You know? And it was, yeah. and it was like bananas, but, but it's in the vault. It's there. And and my thing is, man, is, you know, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that, that, uh, that everything is like, it's cool. It's in good hands and that people are going to do uh, right by Prince by you know, making sure that whatever decisions is made is thoughtfully made and and made coming from the right place. And I and I and I like I said, I, I'm I'm hopeful that's what the case is. I believe that's what the case is. And and I guess one thing is certain: time will tell, and we'll see. But uh, I, you know, I've been talking to Tyka and different ones and President, and you know, I, and I feel good about you know some of the people I've been talking to about things. And I'm hoping that everything is going to be like like this really addressed in a in a in a, in a, in a in the proper way with regard to Prince's legacy. That's important. That's music history. And so I'm hoping that, um, that, that would be the case. Well, yeah. more serious, man, that's all, that's all it's about. Really. It's about maintaining, uh, that level of excellence, uh, his legacy and doing what's right by him. 
Absolutely. That's that's all that matters, really. I mean, it's not about money. It's like that's that's out the window. I mean, it's like yeah, it's great and everything, and it's it's worth so much. But you know, Prince was you know he wasn't concerned about that. I mean, he was a craftsman. You know, he he would tell me, no, I'm a taskmaster, man. I like doing what I do, and it just came out of him like that. And he could just put it out there like that. So we just want to make sure that that that's preserved. That the spirit of of, of what he was about with that dude was the embodiment of music. And so that, that's what, that's what it's all about, man. And, and, and like I said, nobody's here, you know, looking for uh check or whatever, all of this kind of stuff. It's just like, if you need our help on any of that stuff, just to say what we think or whatever, we'd be glad to do that. And I think any of us would, as you know, uh, moving forward, I think that's what it is. Eventually, when you guys release, when the new music comes out with the uh, from the estate, that stuff that's in the vault, and it does see the light of day, and it's stuff that you gentlemen have all been a part of, will you incorporate that in future set lists? Absolutely. I mean, as, as, as long as we, you know, we, we, we have a, uh, a relationship with the estate that allows us, the NPG, to be able to go out and do what we do. And, uh, you know, because they, you know, they own the trademarks for a lot of these uh, the entities that, you know, they, it's all of these entities are Prince entities, you know, the Revolution, Third Eye Girl, the NPG. And so absolutely, we will work with the estate to make sure that whatever we do, we go out and, and do our thing. And so, uh, so far, we have a very uh, a great relate, a working relationship with them. And so, um, you know, man, I think uh, I'm just looking forward to, you know, generating this music and continue to go and play. And, uh, you know, all of the biz will work out how that works out. Yeah, well, Can you tell us a little bit about the new album that you gentlemen are working on, the new music that you're creating as a band for now? Yeah, well, we're going to hold on to that more. I just said we're bubbling up some stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But, but, what, but what you should know is that, you know, we won't be departing from what made the MPG the MPG. Just understand, you know, we're not trying to get Chris Brown fans in terms of <laughs> right. as we're going to try to come out with this a new sound that's like we. No, we got MPG people that know us for a certain kind of thing, and so we just want to update and then still come with what we know to, how to do and what people expect from us instead of trying to reinvent the wheel and, and that whole kind of thing. But you know, I think obviously we want to be current. We want to be all of that, but I think we have to find a balance between being what it is in our DNA. I used to tell Prince all the time, you know, you know, do you, man, because everybody else trying to do you, why are you going to switch up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, can't nobody beat you being you. So, so, uh, so, so our thing is, you know, we the MPG, man. I mean, we, we do, you know, we funky, we, we, we do it like that. So we don't yeah. bring the people what they know us to do. And like I said, we talk about things that's happening currently. But the sound, you know, we're going to maintain something. Ain't nobody going to be shook talking about what the hell is this. You know, it's going to be like, oh, here we go. We know what's up. Pie down. That's where we're going. <laughs> well, I know. I promised, I promised Jill I wouldn't keep you guys too long because I know you have some other interviews to do tonight. I, all I got to do. to catch man. I see that. I see that. <laughs> so uh, let me let me just let me just say this. I, on behalf of all of us and obviously the MPG fans that are out there, you guys, you know it. You are truly, truly blessed to have, you know, 
had the opportunity to be involved with Prince and 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 just be able to experience music. And Morris, you've been you've been all over. You you are one blessed man. Let me just tell you, and you have just. Yes, uh, I, I I gotta say thank you so so much for all of your music and for everything that you've done and we can't wait to see you here in the states and before we let you go do, do any you want to do any shout outs before you leave or anything that you want to get off your chest before we let you go? Well, I, I mean personally, I don't know. I mean, I know you guys have already been going a while. I just want to, like I say, U.S. fans, be not dismayed, man. We're gonna be here. You know, what we, we, we're trying to do, everything with the NPG at this point, we, we're building up. We, it's a process, of course. Um, and so we, we have not forgot our U.S. fans. We are excited about the prospects of going all around this country and hitting all the places that were Prince strongholds, man. So we're we, we looking to go everywhere that people want us to be. And so don't don't trip. We're coming. So we, as long as we, just, we got new people working on that, looking at dates, looking at places. So just to, all I ask you guys to do, if you hear the NPGs coming, man, y'all come out, show up for us, and then we then we can go, we can come. So, uh, yeah, so that's all, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? And if you if y'all come, we gonna come. That's what's up. That's real talk. That's real talk right there. Well, thank you again so much for coming out. And uh, Morris, we're gonna have to come and bring you back on to talk about World Symphony for Peace, also, and just kind of dig a little Absolutely. bit deeper because you have a. You have a wide breadth of a career that we can definitely talk more on. Same with same with all of you guys. I know that all you're on a, a tight schedule right now, so I don't want to tie you up anymore. Thank you once again oh, for good, coming man. on coming on to the Funked Up Show and Funked Thank you, Tony, so much. Thank you, Tony, for so much of the information and everything you've told us. Uh, we tried to cram in as much as we could to get all around the map, but thank you for being so kind, and thank you, Kip. Thank you, Mr. Hayes. We love all three of you Absolutely. and everyone. Thank you so much. My man, we appreciate it. it. Definitely appreciate you. And for the listeners, Thank you, sir. we're going to go ahead and play a little Call the Law so you can get in the mode and get your tickets. If you're in Tokyo, you it's need to get busy, out there. If you're in Tokyo, you're in Australia, you need you need to get out. You need to get to get those tickets. You need to get those tickets. <laughs> Here Me it is. Chris will be outside. When you guys come to the States, we'll be going, get those MPG tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little. appreciate that, too. Word up. Here's a little call the law for all you funked up listeners. Thank you once again. And DT in the mother house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen, we greatly appreciate it once again. And uh, we'll we'll talk soon. We'll reach out. We'll reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, you, guys. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it.